0: If you tried a ton of other diets and just nothing's working for you, head over to NHBusinessShow.com slash Ideal and get started on the Ideal Health program today. You still have time to meet your New Year's resolutions, so don't wait. Get in there. Do something good for yourself today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the New Hampshire Business Show. My name is Chris Pachana, and today I'm here with Drew Heffelfinger of Acorn Financial. How's it going, Drew? I'm doing really well. Thank you, Chris. Cool. So let's get started. Let's talk yeah. about uh, you a little bit and your company and kind of get the good picture of what Acorn Financial is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, I grew up here in New Hampshire, in Amherst. I went to Sauhegan High School. And um, when I graduated, I left and really went and explored the world. So my um, first stop was in South Carolina. I graduated from the University of Colorado. And um, from there, I'm graduated and I moved to Singapore um and really the reason why I did it is because I didn't I uh, never had the chance to study abroad in college so um I was sitting around like applying to jobs senior year of high school and I didn't know what to do um didn't want to work in sales anymore Um, had a couple of those gigs in college and uh just started applying to jobs in Europe and Asia I was just like I just want to get out Uh, let's go do something and um you know I just started interviewing at this place in Singapore. I didn't I had to look at on Google Maps for the first time I got gra- uh, for my first interview, um which was like at ten thirty at night via Skype um, in the basement of the house I was living. and um you know everything led to another four interviews later. I got it. I was living in Singapore working at a bank and had a ton of vacation days. so i um I spent a lot of time traveling and um, and working at a bank out in Singapore. so um how that kind of curtails into what I do today was is it really um, when I was working at the bank, I felt a very sales culture when I was working there and it just didn't feel right. you know one growing up in a family business, you know I was never truly interested in getting into in financial planning and investment management, but it was always it was always at the dinner table. It was always around me because um, my father's been in this business for 30 years. And um, I just, it was, it was never really hit me until I was working at the bank and I saw this salesmanship culture. And it kind of drove me nuts. You know, my idea of financial advice is something more along the lines of, say, your, your CPA, um, your accountant, who's you know, inc- completely non-partial um, to whatever d- financial decisions you make. You know, as long as you're getting guided in the right direction, Um, and best interests are all at heart, you know, that's the way it should be. And I didn't really see that when I was working at the bank. So, you know, I ended up calling my father out there and asking him all these questions. You know, this is what I'm seeing. Is this right? This doesn't feel, you know, moral in some cases. Um, I saw people my age, you know, 24 years old, fighting for their jobs, selling to little old ladies. So it's like I couldn't do that. Um, so I started receiving emails from my father, from my father's partner, Daniel, and over time I became hooked. I was like, I think this is something I actually want to do in my career. So I started studying for the certified financial planner exam and, um, really took it, really took it to heart and went through all the courses and passed and, um, a whole bunch of other stuff has led to today, but, um, that's really where it got started.
0: Yeah pretty cool now you think some that could be cultural because i know you're outside of the country when you're uh, working in singapore Mm -hmm. do you think any of that i guess kind of the shadiness has to do with that or is it just kind of what you feel across the industry no it has nothing to uh, it has nothing to do with cultural really
1: no i don't think so i mean singapore is a Singapore is like the Jetsons, man, when you go out there. I mean, it is a very like first world country. Mm-hmm. Um, granite sidewalks, the cleanest subway system you've ever seen, um, very highly educated uh, group of individuals. I would mm-hmm. say even more so than the US. Um, but is it cultural? No, I think that it's, it's is it competitive? Yes, is America competitive? For sure it is. Um, so I didn't really think it had anything
0: to do with the cultural aspects at all. Cool. Um, yeah, because I've seen that a lot in, well, you probably know the story of Wolf of Wall Street, that whole deal. Yes. Very similar. Very, in the boiler room. Yeah. Yes. Very competitive, very uh, shady at times, which is why you I I end up going to jail, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. <laughs> But uh, I could definitely see that as, you know, a thing, and if it's like that everywhere, then, yeah, I can I can see that. hmm yeah competition is everywhere and yeah
1: yeah you'll find it um, which competition is a bad thing and that's not a bad movie yeah um, that movie's hysterical <laughs> in my opinion
0: yeah and he, his his follow-up book is actually really good too the new one that came out fairly recently like it's it's pretty good okay you know, when he realizes he made a bunch of mistakes <laughs> But it's, it's, it's pretty funny. So now he's coming around. Now he, he's yeah. gone full so, circle at this point. Supposedly, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, back on to this. Um, so it's a pretty good history of you now. Let's talk about the business a little bit. Because you said your father's been in there for 30 years now, um, which Correct. is a good long time to be working with people's money, You know, and which kind of shows a good underlying sense of trust and all that stuff. But So let's talk about that a little bit. That's kind of cool. Yeah,
1: thank you. Um, yeah, the business has been around for um, a while, and you're absolutely right. I mean, this is a relationship business. It's completely built on trust. Um, so right now the business, we work with about 200 families, and it's, uh, it's all fairly high net worth um, individuals. So you know, it goes very deep into financial planning strategies, and that looks at a lot of, a lot of tax, um, looks at a lot of investments, um, structuring investments so they are tax efficient. Um, and then building out retirement income strategies. And when I joined the firm, um, I really had a lot of leeway into what I wanted to do, from not only from an expertise perspective, but also from a marketing perspective as well. So one thing that I'm really passionate about is financial education. Um, I believe that there was a point in time in the United States where we lost retirement income, or we, we lost income replacement in retirement. You know, we had this, we had the pension um, that you went to work for 30 years, you got your proverbial gold watch, and you received a check in the mail the day you retired until the end of days. Um, one of my favorite stories I like to tell is the story of Paul. Paul is my grandfather, and he, he lived and still lives to this day in Berlin, New Hampshire. And he was a paper mill inspector. For 30 years, you know, he worked for the same company for 30 years. Um, in the 1990s, when he retired, he got his, you know, the gold watch and a check in the mail from the pension, and he got a check in the mail from Social Security. Um, you know, Paul has it pretty, pretty good, um, but something changed in the 1970s where pensions went away. Um, they became very expensive, and the world changed where it went from this centralized process of the, comp- the, the whoever you work for is gonna save money for you and they're gonna invest it for you, to here, do it all by yourself. And one thing that really gripes me is that I don't think that message was very clear when that happened in the 90s. Um, There's about like 38% of private workers were in the 1970s were covered by a pension. Today that number is 1%, you know, they're dead. You know, so, you know, in order to be successful, in order to be like my grandfather, Paul, you know, we have to change our ways. Um, and I'm really passionate about getting that message across. And the best way to get that message across, in my opinion, is through company retirement plans. And specifically in
0: this day and age, 401Ks. Yeah. Okay. It's interesting because <clears throat> I can kind of see what you're talking about. Because pensions, you don't, I hear about them once in a while when you're talking law enforcement or, um, you know, kind of the the civil services. But you don't hear about them much as far as other companies go. You know what I mean?
1: No, you don't. And,
0: (laughs) you know, you're absolutely
1: right. I mean, that's state and local government and even in the federal government still have pension systems in place. Uh, A big reason for that, and we were discussing this at the lunch table yesterday, is there's a lack of competition. Um, There's a lot of competition on – you know, on Lowe's versus Home Depot, mm-hmm. you know, they're publicly traded companies. Um, they have shareholders, they have stakeholders. And, you know, in order for them to provide value to those shareholders, it's a competitive environment. Pensions cost a lot of money. Yeah. Um, so it was pretty quick to see in 1970s, 80s, 90s, mm-hmm. those things get pulled apart. Um, state and local government doesn't have as those pressures as much. So we can always tax more yeah. to make that happen. Um, one thing that we want to be conscious of, and like, and start looking in the newspaper if you if you're interested in it, is look at California, Connecticut, Illinois. You know, specifically look at Chicago and what's going to happen to those pension systems. Um, if you type in Chicago pension system into Google News right now, almost every article is about is it going to be funded. You know, are the people in their 30s and 40s today, are they going to actually receive their pension, or is this
0: thing going to go belly up? And know? it's not—it's not even just pensions either. Um, you can do the same type of search for Social Security, and they're talking the general—not maybe ours—and then the ones after us. Uh, was it Gen X or whatever the new ones is? I forget what they are. Yeah. By the Yeah. By the time, yeah, by by the time, time they're then. ready to retire, they're going to be worried about Social Security, not even being a thing anymore because of how the system is being run. So it's, yeah, I mean, social security, those are the two tools that,
1: you know, my, that my grandfather Paul uses to be successful. Um, I'm a huge nerd in all this. So the history of social security is fairly entertaining, at least to me, and is the first social security check was actually written to a woman, her name was Ida May Fuller, and in Vermont, in I believe it was 1940, is when she received the check. And she received the check at full retirement age that was 65 years old so on her 65th birthday a whole bunch of news reporters went to ida's house to watch her open her her mail and she got her first check i think it was like 40 bucks and at the time life expectancy in the united states for females was 65.2 years old for males it was 60 so statistically speaking i mean Social Security Administration is looking around being like, We're only really actually paying, you know, the citizens in this program for only a couple of years at most. I mean, you can draw it out on the bell curve and and see that the liability wasn't that big because life expectancy wasn't nearly what it is today. I mean, fast forward 60, 70 years, life expectancy today is in the in the mid lower to mid eighties right now. And Full retirement age in the Social Security system has only increased two years, so I mean there's been a ton of legislation. There's been a lot of all of our tax bills. I mean, 12% of it goes into the Social Security system, um, but you're right. There's a lot of pressure on that system and on both of those systems, really. So there has to be some sort of change if we still
0: want to be successful at that stage of our lives,
1: yeah. at least financially speaking.
0: Yeah. And this is why one of the reasons I love talking to financial people. Um, because this is hugely important because I'm all about like personal responsibility and also financial personal responsibility (laughs) so like I said you know we live our entire lives like mostly mostly we live our entire lives um self-sufficient working on our like we we live on our own money we make it we work hard for it and we live and then all of a sudden we turn 65 67 and we're like oh it's the state's turn you know I'm just gonna do whatever i want to do. But i'm like i don't want to live like that either. So by the time i get to 67 or whatever, i want to be living again still on my my money, my um the things i created in my life and i'm not going to rely on other people for that. So uh, that's why when you said retirement, i'm like, "Oh yeah, we're talking <laughs> we're doing retirement. This is a a big area i think people should really be focusing on that they're not even addressing. Yeah, I mean, it's it can be intimidating. It can feel like, oh, it's so far
1: away. But yeah. you know, in reality, it's it's something that you have to chip away at. It's the biggest purchase your your love will make yeah. in your entire life. Um, you know, a retirement for someone who's typically used to making a hundred grand a year, that's going to cost you one two million dollars. You know, so that doesn't happen overnight. So yeah. it's something to chip away at. It's something that you know. With the power of compound interest, you put a dollar in today. Um, I'm 30 years old, and I mean, you know, I kick and scream and tell a, a dollar you put in in your late 20s or your early 30s is worth significantly more um, than a dollar you put in in your 40s. and yeah. you know, Just because the effects of compound interest, money typically doubles
0: every 10 years. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. So I'm gonna do a quick break for our sponsors here so everyone hold on just a moment in today's day and age with the internet being driven so hard by seo and google's um, search algorithms you need a good website that's designed well with seo in mind to place well in google because if you're not on the first page of google no one's gonna find you probably no one goes to the second page of google um so head over to www.andhpensure.com slash zimventures and check out their websites. If you, <clears throat> A strong, well-built website with SEO in mind from the beginning is going to be one of the best ways to get your business to the top of um, search engine and to make business for yourself. Because otherwise, no one's going to know who you are. And even if you have a fantastic product, if no one can find you and no one knows you exist, no one will buy from you. So NHBusinessShow.com slash ZimVentures. Let's get into the actual financial part of this. Because I know finance is a little regulated, so we'd be careful what we talk about a little bit. But how do people, when they want to get started, like how do we walk them through this process? Um, so like talking to an individual? Yeah. It's so like you so. bring someone in, you're like, hey, so-and-so, nice to meet you you know, we're going to, you know, brand new, you know, nothing. We're going to start helping you out through all this. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, my role, my role isn't, my role is twofold.
1: It's one to figure out what, what you want, what you love, what you're passionate about. And then the second part of my job is more the, is the expertise and is saying, you know, where do all these puzzle pieces fall in order to make that, make that picture actually happen. Um, so you know, for example, like last week, we sat down with a small family business. They were in their, they, I think they were in their mid-30s, um, had a couple kids, ran a successful business. And you know, I sit down in front of um, couples and just say, hey, what do, you, what do you want? What do you want in life? And they went through, you know, how they wanted to help fund their kids' college, um, which was fairly unique. Uh, they wanted to talk about how they wanted to make a career change um, midway through their, like, in their early 50s. Yeah. Okay, that's going to cost money. How do you structure that? Yeah. Um, you know, where's that balance there between retirement accounts and non-retirement accounts to make sure that transition occurs? Um, I've had coming in and saying, well, how are your parents doing? Um, are they doing well financially? Do you have to support them, too, along with your kids? You know, do you, how do you foresee that down the road? And taking into all these factors and really laying out, you know, what your dream is and what your concerns are, then it's you can start structuring a financial plan where you say, okay, every dollar that comes in, you know, five cents goes here, you know, twenty cents goes here, the rest, you know, go go have fun. I don't care about it. You know, you're doing a good job um, by you know putting, making sure you're being diligent about your savings. So I'm not so much that I mean, it's it's very intimidating when someone sits down and says, you have to save 10 percent or you have to save 15 percent in order for like this plan to work. And it's intimidating. I mean, go ahead and and say, you know, live on 90 percent of what you're doing or make sure get yourself into a zone where you are comfortable saving money. And for every other dollar that you have left over, go have fun with it. Go enjoy life. Um, knowing that your goals that you've set far out in the future are being covered you know, because you've slowly mo- gotten comfortable and gotten into this um, savings rate that um, that works for you. So. Yeah. Cool. Awesome.
0: So you said you work a lot with small businesses?
1: Yes. So I'm really passionate about building 401k plans in particular for businesses. So um when we sit down with business owners and executives the primary focus at the start is really about making sure that executives business ownership can accomplish their savings and tax planning goals and you know we work with them by building 401k plans with specialized profit sharing um, contributions which is really deep into the weeds Um, and that's really a primary reason how or primary Uh, method of how we get in the door and how we start working with owners and executives the second big reason why companies are interested in 401k plans is the attraction and retention of employees Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so in this i mean looking around new hampshire today looking around the whole country really now at this point um unemployment rate i believe in new hampshire is about 2.5 percent yeah yeah it's pretty low it's just yeah i mean it's statistically zero Um, so employees, I mean, i talked to a construction company, construction companies don't often approach me for a 401k plan, especially a small one It says, I need to keep these employees. Like I need anything I can to keep the employees I have. And if any of them come over from anywhere else, like how do I keep them? And it's look like the two most important things in the American household, you know, or biggest concerns is health and money you know, I can't, I'm not the health person, but I can be the money person. And can we build a 401k plan that values the employees that you have um, and helps keep them there, but also along the further mission is to help them be financially successful too. You know, I think that you know, when we can build this, there's this adage in the religious world that like strong families create strong churches. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing in business. It's the same thing in community. You know, a strong families create strong businesses. So, you know, if you have an employee who's not worrying about the bills at home because they have it all in line, they're going to be a focused employee in the workplace. They're going to be productive and they're going to, in your likelihood of you accomplishing your business goals are pretty high. Yeah. You know, so that's something that you know I like I stress um, I truly believe in it because you know like we said before there's a pending crisis going on right now with the with social security being in jeopardy pensions being dead you know we have to get someone has to get in front of people in order to make sure that they know what they're up against and what what's at stake and it comes down to saving but it comes and people aren't going to save unless they get educated yeah. um, so I spend a lot of time on education and, and really
0: approaching people through different mediums as well. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, was a question where I was going to go there. So <clears throat> let's get a little bit into 401ks. Yeah. Um, cause you mentioned them a few times. And since I talked to a lot of entrepreneurs, it's a probably a good area to approach. So what is a 401k? It's a whole bunch of numbers in the letter that I know some people probably heard. Yeah. They don't actually know the details behind it or what they are
1: okay so a 401k plan it was revenue code 1978 and what it is is it's a defined contribution plan and it is a it's part of the tax code um i believe through erisa and what it does is it allows companies to set up retirement savings plans for their employees so a, in the 401k structure you can set up accounts, so each each employee has their own accounts, and then every employee has their own set of investments that they get to choose from. Each employee can choose whether they want to participate in the plan or not participate in the plan. And then in the employer can choose whether they want to make a matching contribution. So if you put in a dollar, me as the employer, I'll match that dollar up to, say, 3% of salary or 4% or 5%. It's really whatever the business goals are.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and you know what it does is it provides a way for savers to save on a pre-tax basis. So if I was making $50,000 a year and I contributed $5,000 a year into the plan pre-tax, well then I would only owe taxes in that year for $45,000 so my tax bill goes down up front now that five thousand dollars that you save it goes in the plan it will grow 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 if you take it out before 59 and a half there's some tax penalties but that wasn't the intent of why you were saving in the first place you you were more saving for after age 59 and a half yeah so that number grows it compounds when you take it out then you owe tax you know there's other forms where you get into the weeds where you can put it in it's called a Roth contribution I pay the tax up front you know it's like pay to get into the club up front and then I get to take it out tax-free
0: in retirement yeah so I was gonna actually just about to ask about Roths as well because I know <clears throat> with Roths you have a it was a yearly limit of was it like 5,000 or something So that's a
1: little different than 401ks. So um, this is actually really timely because the tax deadline is coming up. The tax (laughs) deadline is April 17th um, this year. So um, anyone, well not anyone, but most people can open up a IRA or a Roth IRA on their own. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be connected to a company at all. So you can open up that account at a brokerage. Um, We opened them up, I opened up a couple today. and to say, all right, I have this account, I can put in $5,500, I can put in 6500 a year if I'm over the age of 50. So that's another way that you can save on a tax advantaged basis. So they're just not managed through a company? No, they're not managed through the company, they're a completely personal type of account. Um, yeah. The spawn- When you have a 401k plan, that, that 5500 number goes up to 18500 or $24,000. Depending on your age. So, there's a
0: lot more flexibility yeah. uh, with the company sponsored plan. Yeah. That'd be pretty good, especially if you're young and you could put that much money in. Like, you'd be doing pretty well by the time you're done. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it would, um, yeah. I mean, if you look at the doubling, if, if money
1: doubles every 10 years, yeah. you know, the dollar, you could put a dollar in at 30 and a dollar in at 40. And I mean, the difference is massive over um, what that end value is going to be because yeah. you know one becomes two two becomes four four becomes eight eight becomes one one six yeah. and boom boom, boom 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 boom, and it's like oh wow well, now i actually have enough money where i can actually don't have to go to work anymore yeah or i've accomplished whatever goal send my kids to school or make that mid-career transition yeah
0: pretty cool awesome so we're getting pretty to oh i guess closer to the end of or anything is there anything else you wanted to kind of focus on address cuz I know we talked about a couple things but I don't know if there's anything you wanted to focus on
1: No, not really. I mean, um this went by really fast. Yeah, well, so, yeah Like 30 minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um no, I mean, we're like I said, my mission is to is to is to make sure that every 401k plan um, in northern Massachusetts and the state of New Hampshire is running really really well. Yeah. Um, and when I say really well, um, I mean that there's the expenses are reasonable. Um, I'm saying that the fund selection is good. And I lean a lot on my father and his partner, Daniel, and all of their experience when it comes to the investment management portion. Um, but to make sure that people are informed is absolutely number one. Um, people aren't going to make de- I don't make decisions in my own life unless I really know what I'm getting into. Once I feel confident, I'm all in. Um, but it takes education to get there. You know, so you know, I'm spending a lot of time learning about how to deliver education to a millions of people who are running around trying to keep their lives you know, going in the first place. You know, I understand people have kids, people have you know, stressful jobs, other obligations, family, grandparents, parents, etc., um, how do I get in front of people and share just some basic building blocks of personal finance? Because it wasn't taught through the Department of Education. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it wasn't taught in school, you know, unless you took a personal finance class in college or if they even offered one in high school, that would be amazing. Um, but, you know, can you open up an email from your employer? And there's a few videos in there of... Some, some professionals like myself, you know, sharing what is a stock, what is a bond, how does compound interest work? What is the best way to save into your plan and why do you wanna save into that plan? I think that's really, really powerful. Um, but going beyond that, I mean, just saving for retirement isn't people's biggest issues. Um, you know, people, I have, I have my own issues with student loans. How do I pay those down effectively? Um, people have issues how am i going to i really i really value college how am i going to send my kids there costs are skyrocketing you know there's other fact how do i read a social security statement what is it what does this number mean you know when it says my benefit at age 65 or 70 is this and um and covering those topics is hugely valuable um, from a societal standpoint but if you're a business in if you're a business, this is an incredible opportunity to jump in and take that leadership role,
0: yeah.
1: and say, "Look, like we understand there's a there's a huge problem brewing in our country, you know, and we're going to step up and we're going to take a leadership role. And here it is. It's it's a 401k advisor who's going to come in here and actually talk to people um, on real issues that they're facing, whether it's a 401k mechanics of the 401k plan or whether it's student loans." Yeah. You know, I don't think it really should matter because um, th- there's such a wide breadth of topics that, that can be covered and are important.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and I agree. And that's why I bring finance people on and talk about this stuff. Because, right, there's a problem brewing in the country. Um, it's hugely political, <laughs> which is why, again, I don't talk about it too, too often. Because mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff that we've been talking about brushes over into politics pretty heavily. Um, and It needs to be addressed because people don't know how these things work and when you don't you just create problems and you just kind of follow along and you know just do what oh so-and-so said this and i'm like okay let's do that and i'm like no let's not do it that way Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's tough I mean, what you see in the media is
1: really hard to read right now yeah yeah and trying to get get a fix on that but you're right It, it does get political once you start getting into you know, state and local government and talking about pensions or mm-hmm. when you talk about the vitality of the social security system so it's kind of like you got to take a step back and say well i think i got to do this by myself um and that's where um that's where the education really falls in because yeah. again you know my grandfather's life is you can't have my grandfather's life and do the same things he did yeah. you're going to get fried
0: you know you got to take more um take more self-responsibility. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the show. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So thank you guys so much for listening. And, uh, oh, I almost forgot. How do people reach out to you if they, uh, they're they super inspired and they want to start investing and want to at least or learn from you? Yeah, How do absolutely. they reach
1: out? We work with everyone. So, I mean, you're welcome. Every time someone comes into our office, they're going to receive value. Um, one way or another, um, sometimes people walk out with a napkin and three points to really focus on. Some people walk out full-blown clients. Um, it doesn't matter. Uh, but our office is located in Nashua, and our website is acornnh.com. Um, but we're also on Facebook and also building a YouTube channel. Cool. So right along those same lines of um, of leverageable education.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Cool. So again thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for listening, everyone. We're going to roll out with a quick word here from our sponsors. And uh, I'll catch you all in the next interview. Take a moment to clearly analyze your past. Can you do it? No, probably not. <laughs> so head over to antitopidionshow.com slash self-author to check out the self-authorship program. And they give you the template and they, they walk you through the process of correctly analyzing your past and everything that you've been so we can work on where you're going.